Welcome to Prince Trap by Track. My name is Darren, and today we are going to be talking about Thunder from Diamonds and Pearls. Um, we are starting the first album with Prince and the New Power Generation. Obviously, there was a song called New Power Generation, which was in Graffiti Bridge, and one of the band members that is on this album was in Graffiti Bridge. Um, everyone else is kind of gone. Although Michael uh, Michael Bland, who was on the drums, he was also featured in the videos for the Batman singles. So it's not a completely brand new band, you know, um, you know, because you've still got Levi and Michael B. But pretty much everybody else is kind of new to the is new to the band. Um, and you know, this was. Um, kind of a, like a really successful album you know this was it managed to get to number one in the billboard r&b albums in the u.s it was number three in the top 200 um you know it, it went to platinum a few times um i think it was you know it, it got up to number two over here it was number three in switzerland you know number uh, four in in austria and eight in germany so across europe it was you know quite a successful album it got to number one in australia and number five in new zealand um, you know, and in the end, it was certified four times platinum. If people know Prince, you know, they know kind of um, Purple Rain from the, from the 80s. And, you know, they kind of know Batman and then Diamonds and Pearls. Um, and I would say Symbol as well, a little bit. It's kind of like the last kind of big resurgence that Prince had, um, you know, that put him back into the mainstream. And then, of course, he had a slight dispute with Warner Brothers, which uh, lasted a couple of years. Uh, the album itself um, is unusual because it contains essentially nothing from the vault. Everything was recorded for in the kind of 18 months leading up to the release of the album, which was you know released on the 1st of October uh, 1991. Um, and, uh, you know, Graffiti Bridge, as I've said on many of those tracks, they were all kind of older songs, some of them dating back to 1982. In this case, Prince pretty much kind of came to this with 13 brand new songs um, and a couple of songs that, you know, made up the B-sides, um, in particular, Horny Pony, Call the Law. Um, and so this was kind of like the first time in a, a long time where Prince had basically started fresh. Um, part of the reason for that was the introduction of his new band, uh, the New Power Generation, um, you know, which, as I said, it had Michael B on the drums. Levi moved over to bass. He'd previously been playing lead guitar for Prince um, and rhythm guitar on tour. Uh, you had Sonny T um, and you had Tommy Barbarella, <laughs> possibly my favourite uh, kind of Prince renaming. And then you had Rosie Gaines, of course. I think she adds a wonderful dimension to this album. Like every single song, uh, even some of the weaker songs, they're still kind of saved by having Rosie Gaines. Um, you know, she's got a, a wonderful voice. Um, and then you have, of course, Tony M and then uh, Damon Dixon and uh, Kirk Johnson, uh, the kind of the dancers <laughs> in most of the videos. And then, you know, you've also got little tiny pieces of, you know, um, Claire Fisher. Eric Leeds only contributes on one track. And, you know, that is the unforgettable kind of flute riff. 
um, that is on Get Off, the kind of hook that's on there. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of Sheila Ree uh, doing some drumming on Diamonds and Pearls, the title track. So, uh, But, you know, we'll get into that as we go through because this track, uh, Thunder, has nobody else but Prince <laughs> on it. So, <laughs> so he, he got himself a brand new band and, a, and a, almost a brand new sound, I might say. Yeah. Then he just recorded this track by himself. <laughs> Uh, recorded between December 1990 and January 1991, and obviously, you know, released on the 1st of October 1991. Uh, the track itself is 5 minutes 45, and joining me to talk about this is Max from the podcast Movies for the Meek. Hello, Max. Hey, thanks for having me back. And, you know, I think, uh, as I've said so many times, I mean, let's face it, we're, we're more than 100 and something episodes into this <laughs> podcast. I struggle sometimes to pick a genre. But this, to me, feels kind of almost like a rock gospel song. Yes. Prince has kind of like, you know, there's more than one Prince on this song. You know, it's Prince playing everything. Um, although there is that kind of that kind of electric sitar hook, yep. uh, which is the kind of main backbone of it. There's some really nice kind of like drums. Uh, there's the, the kind of like really kind of deep kind of keyboard stuff. Um, and there's a kind of very prominent bass line. Um, and, you know, the drums themselves, are, I, they feel kind of sampled to me. Like it's it's kind of like a drum loop the Prince has played and then sampled over and over again. It doesn't it doesn't feel like live drums like the rest of the album does. Um, you know, uh, but there's a lot of princes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> princes double tracking, triple tracking. There's so many, so many different princes here singing the words thunder. <laughs> and you know, right out of the gate, um, why this is possibly my favourite opening, um, you know, kind of track is just the, the kind of opening four lines where it is just Prince multiple times over, and he just comes right in with thunder all through the night. A promise to see Jesus in the morning light. Take my hand, it'll be all right. Come and save your soul tonight. And just that kind of, that really kind of, I hate to say it, but thunderous kind of a cappella at the very start of the song. And then the kind of, you know, the the kind of the ooh thunder (laughs) as the the rest of the instruments start to come in. You know, it's just such a great opening to the album. And there's just that, that heavy kick drum with a lot of echo comes in. And it just it just so beautifully sets the tone for the song. It's it's incredible. And here's the thing: I'm not a particularly religious person. Um, obviously, by this point, Prince, you know, he he wasn't hiding his you know his religious side. Um, particularly as he starts with you know we're 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 what like eight words in, and he's got Jesus in there. Yeah. Um, you know, but you know, for me, the kind of um, the what what Prince is saying about you know the whole kind of thing about. Um, uh, you, you know um, the promise to see Jesus and all that kind. I'm not really bothered about that. Although I do like the line, you know, is this my sweet savior or the devil in disguise? You know, it's probably one of my favorite lines on this album, aside from every single line in Get Off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but you know, um, <laughs> I like so I'm not a hundred like that doesn't really kind of concern me. But I just you know everything about the production on this song is just so great. You know the way Prince sings it. You know. The kind of um, there's almost like a kind of cheekiness in the way that he's saying some of the lines, uh, you know, particularly when he says, you know, uh, I mean, he has like when we are the first kind of verse where he says, love, nobody knows how it was born. Love first came to me with a radio one. And then I love when he goes, jumped up in my body with an attitude, kissed me on the mouth and said, your leader, take me too." And I just like the fact that he's instead of saying, take me to your leader, yeah. he's changed it to your leader, take me too. And it's just touches like that that make this such a great song. Now, I had actually the opposite experience growing up with this album because when I first heard this, I I had no idea who this was. This is one of the first songs that I ever heard by Prince. And growing up, this song terrified me. 
I, I, I don't know why. I mean, looking back now, it seems really funny, but I just remember, you know, g- growing up with, you know, grandparents that were heavily involved with Christianity and gave me copies of the Bible. And then all of a sudden I'm hearing this song that's talking about, you know, like <laughs> promise to see Jesus in the morning light and take my <laughs> hand, you know, all the things that he's saying, th- this song, it did terrify me. And and I love this song. It is easily in my top five favorite Prince songs. But I will never forget being a kid and hearing this song and just being absolutely mortified by everything <laughs> that he was saying. You know, now it's gotten to the point where where I just love it. It's an incredible song. But I, I, I still will always remember hearing those lyrics and just being so shocked and being so impacted by what he was saying and just going like, oh, my God. Like a literal God. Oh my God. Like this is the craziest thing of all time. What is he talking about? I have to listen to him. And then also going like, okay, so these keyboard parts are amazing. Like these little stings are amazing. And then loving the guitar sections and just loving the song. But yeah, I'll, I'll just never get over how scared this song made me as a child. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, and the thing is as well, it's such a great chorus that, you know, like, and the fact that when he, when he, when Prince returns to the chorus, he, instead of just saying thunder, he goes, "Twas like thunder. Like he, he kind of, he kind of adds a couple of words to kind of make it bridge back to the, the verses, Yeah. Um, you know, and, and yeah, you know, like, I, I mean, I, when he says love's kiss was running all through my veins and you, like you say you've got the little kind of keyboard stabs um you know and he's going the bed started shaking i don't know who to blame and then i love the kind of way he sings me all this flower because he kind of he kind of goes into a little bit of a higher register um you know saying right in front of my eyes and then of course that wonderful line is this my sweet savior or the devil in disguise yeah and you know when we get to the like the next verse which is the kind of like rain falling on a window pane there's like little kind of like hesitations after the word rain and pain. So you get this kind of internal rhyme on the line, which is not something that Prince does often, you know. And when he says tears came to my eyes when I asked her name, made me holler when it finally came. Only the children born of me will remain. And that's when you get that kind of crunching guitar right underneath yeah. it and kind of really emphasizing those lines. Um, and again, he keeps kind of doing these quotes and kind of shifting the words around a little bit to make them almost sound like faux biblical. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I just I kind of enjoy that he kind of does that. And then, you know, there's not no more verses, but we get kind of a lot of where, you know, there's like kind of a workout where Prince kind of has like the kind of keyboard solo. And then, you know, with the kind of the arpeggios and then he kind of goes to like a guitar solo and he keeps singing thunder and then kind of having a really like a really low register saying thunder. Yeah. Like kind of I can I can understand why you were frightened as a child (laughs) by it because, you know, it really kind of, you know, and there's like kind of a kind of climax with the keyboard where it keeps going higher and higher and higher and then it kind of stops and it kind of goes back down again. And it just, the kind of last kind of like couple of minutes of the song, it just Prince kind of doing different kind of solos, basically just with the words thunder over and over again being sung. And then of course, when it gets to the finish and you have that kind of keyboard flourish where it keeps kind of going up and it's like the and then that's where the song finishes. And it's such a great kind of like, you know, such a great opening song. Possibly my favorite opening kind of track from a Prince album. It's absolutely brilliant. And and you know, talking about the the solo sections, you know, the the last solo section that had in my opinion like that 
crazy of a lead one is you know the the solo section from when doves cry you know has has that kind of like call and response kind of thing with the keyboards and then the the one thing that's interesting and the reason that i love these two albums with the new power generation so much is because of his using technology he just really really takes advantage of the sounds that were going on you know it could be reactionary to like janet jackson's rhythm nation and like paul abdul's forever your girl but he's like really using like digitized sounds to like their ultimate effect like these huge huge sounds that you you do hear on this album a lot and so he one of the things that he uses right after like this the kind of first climax of the keyboard solo is that he uses a digitech whammy pedal on on the guitar which is what creates that like (laughs) which is just it's super weird to be hearing that i mean it it, it's once again something that it wasn't super unpopular at the time but it's also it was like that pedal just came out you know and and here's prince putting it on the opening track of his album and it's worth saying that before we get to all the solos there is kind of like um you know like a vocal breakdown and you know we have the chorus one more time but prince sings it kind of a cappella and he keeps having the kind of like you know echoes so when he says you know promise to, to see jesus in the morning light you have the it'll be all right that kind of they're the kind of punctuating it and the kind of clapping and then you know all the instruments come back in before we go back into those final solos and you know it's it's just kind of such a, a well-constructed song like you know starting out with this acapella and then kind of building it all up and then kind of doing the breakdown and then kind of going to the solos before kind of that final flourish. You know, it's just one of those songs where, um, you know, I would have loved to have just been in the studio and had, you know, just seen Prince like recording, you know, the kind of basic first part of it and then kind of going back and double tracking it and then deciding to put a solo in and then one more solo and then another solo <laughs> and then just kind of layering it upon each other and just kind of really kind of coming to this huge build. And, you know, like it's an impressive song if it was Prince in the MPG. Yeah. But the fact that it's just Prince, you know, that's the thing is like, you know, it's just Prince and an engineer and that's that's everybody that's involved in this song. And, you know, that's what kind of makes it even more impressive is, you know, it kind of almost calls back to, you know, the start of his career and the kind of, you know, obviously the first track from his first album was all a cappella. Yeah. And so, you know, the fact that um, he starts this song, you know, this this album and this song with an a cappella kind of thing is just it's kind of like almost like a little kind of nod to his first album, um, you know, and you know, as you know, the whole album itself has a different... I mean, obviously, you're talking about the pedal that he's using there and the kind of technology and everything. But, you know, everything that he'd done kind of through the 80s had a very kind of specific sound. Obviously, you know, the Lynn drum machine. Once he got the the Fairlight sampler for kind of Sign of the Times, uh, you know, the kind of the use of horns with Eric Leeds and Atlanta Bliss kind of, you know, from 1985 onwards. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a whole load of kind of very specific sounds, you know, which obviously was, was dubbed the kind of Minneapolis sound in the 80s. Um, that by the time you get to like after bat dance, um, you know, and Prince Prince kind of tidying up everything with graffiti bridge and kind of getting rid of a bunch of old songs, this does really feel like Prince kind of starting the nineties by saying, you know, I mean there was you know there were stories when he started this album that he kind of threw out all his synthesizers and you know he bought brand new instruments and kind of you know had everybody in the band kind of you know get real instruments and you know kind of wanted a a kind of a real kind of instrument feel rather than all the kind of 
um, you know, the kind of the stuff that he'd been using throughout the 80s, all the synthesized sounds. He he kind of wanted to get away from the kind of the fake sounds. Obviously, that's he doesn't get completely away from it because there's still a little bit kind of sampling stuff in this. Um, you know, and also I don't think Warner Brothers would let him throw out the Fairlight Beans as it cost him like, I don't know, $40,000 or something <laughs> like that. So, you know, he he threw out probably a few things, but he, the sound for this album is, is kind of markedly different from the sound um, for Graffiti Bridge. Aside from, I would say, Thieves in the Temple, which kind of has a kind of Prince of the MPG type sound. Yeah. Again, it's just Prince on that song. Yeah. <laughs> but still, you feel you feel the influence of like of the band before he's really kind of got the band. Um, you know, so almost, you know, one eye towards performing this song live um, and, you know, being able to know that, oh, well, the band are going to play, play these parts and he's going to need, you know, backing vocalists to do these parts. And, you know, it, it feels like, although this is him just in the studio, he's setting up so that once he does it live, he knows the parts everyone else is going to be playing and he knows that this new band that he's got are able to kind of fill the song out and they're able to do this live. Uh, you know, and you know the irony being, of course, that after the the kind of Diamonds and Pearls um, tour, he never played this song live again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but still, I mean, it remain it remains my favorite because of because of that, just because of of you know the the fact that um, you know it's it's a brand new sound essentially. Yeah. Um, and and you know, for me, um, you know, Diamonds and Pearls was the first kind of Prince album that I got. I I got it Christmas nineteen ninety one. And uh, weirdly enough, for me, this always like if I listen to Diamonds and Pearls, it always ends up being like it feels like Christmas to me, which sounds really weird because okay. there's nothing Christmassy about it. Yeah. But just because that that was when I listened to it the most was like when I first got it, and the kind of like you know December 1991 was when I listened to this most. But it's interesting to then find out that this was recorded in December 1990 and around that kind of Christmas New Year time. But yeah, I mean, this was the first album that I got. I got it because I like the song Get Off. You know, the easiest way to get that song was to just get the album. Yeah. Um, you know, so I said to my mom, get me Prince's Diamonds and Pearls. And that's, <laughs> you know, that's what I got. I also got the CD single of Diamonds and Pearls as well, um, you know, which I'll discuss once I get to that track. Nice. Um, but yeah, and so this, you know, this song is the one that, you know, when I listened to that album, mostly to try and get to the song Get Off. <laughs> I had to I had to go through all these other songs before I could get to Get Off. And so I would always end up having to listen to Thunder and, you know, everything else off Side A before I got to the end of Side A, which, you know, is where Get Off was. But yeah, so I mean, I, I, I got this album and, and what I used to do is I used to put the, the speaker under my pillow and I would put this on as I felt, you know, asleep. And so I pretty much always, I'd stay awake through Thunder and then I might fall asleep you know, with either Daddy Pop or, uh, or you know, a few songs in. <laughs> um, you know, maybe maybe Diamond, Diamonds and Pearls would probably be the one that would send me to sleep the quickest, actually. Um, so occasionally I'd stay awake for Cream, but I'd never get to, I'd never get to get off. Let's put it like that. Unless I had insomnia or something, I'd never end up hearing Get Off. Um, so you know, that's that's for years. That's what I would do is I would just I would just stick a, a you know a speaker under my pillow and just go to sleep listening to this album. Um, you know, and I don't think I don't think I really need to say this, but five out of five. Oh yeah, five out of five. And later on, it was released as a single uh, over here in the UK, a twelve-inch single, uh, on the fifteenth of June, nineteen ninety-two. So you know, like a week after Prince's birthday, the, the following year. Um, you know, they. I'm gonna. I mean, as I go through this album, really, I think there's like three songs that weren't released as singles from Diamonds and Pearls. 
it was very much a kind of like you know um, Prince's kind of thriller in terms of how many songs got released um, as singles, um, and it did okay. You know, it it got to number thirty on the on the on the singles chart over here. Okay, um, which which is not bad considering that you know it was it was mostly just the twelve inch picture disc that it was released as. So to kind of um, you know to kind of get into the charts that 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 high. Um, you know, is quite remarkable for for something that would have been fairly expensive uh, at the time. Yeah. Um, and the B sides were Violet the Organ Grinder, which is you know also a B side from from Get Off, and the Thrust Dub of Get Off, which lasted seven minutes and twenty six. <laughs> One of the many many remixes of Get Off that existed. Um, yeah, there are so many of that track. And this was this was re- released over here because it was just as Prince started the UK leg of the, the Diamonds and Pearls tour. So it was kind of just released to promote, um, you know, that, that tour and to kind of help sell tickets. Okay. You know, so, but I mean, just one of my all-time favourite Prince songs. I mean, Get Off and Thunder are probably my favourite two songs on Diamonds and Pearls. And Diamonds and Pearls is probably my second favourite Prince album after Signing the Times. Um, but I would still put Get Off and Thunder above pretty much anything off Sign of the Times. Um, <laughs> and then after that, then after that, my next 10 songs are probably all off Sign of the Times in terms of, you know, my favorite Prince songs. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I mean, I love it so much. I couldn't find any covers because I, I don't think people kind of cover album tracks like this. I mean, I know it was released as a single, but it was kind of, you know, it's, it's really mostly an album track. Um, so, you know, if someone has covered it, uh, I'd be interested to hear what they've done with it because I, I don't think you could ever match kind of Prince and his extremely low kind of thunder, you know, that kind of rattling out. Um, you I, know, so. I, I also think with how many layers that he puts on this track and how many things that happen that interact with that main sitar line that yeah. the, the, if you covered it, I feel like you would dumb it down to something that you may as well not even bother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah imagine someone just like on an acoustic guitar trying to kind of imitate anything from this song it, well, yeah it'd be a waste yeah. unless you unless you're unless you're like a you know a prince tribute actor you've got a full band uh then i feel like you could do it uh, but yeah for, for anyone else uh, obviously no one's bothered trying in 20 something years so <laughs> i don't think i don't think they'll be trying anytime soon if prince didn't you would feel like playing this song live <laughs> well yeah <laughs> Yeah, after after if after nineteen ninety two, Prince was done with the song. <laughs> I don't see why anybody else would be jumping on it. But yeah, so I mean, you know, for me, this this was the album that got me into Prince. You know, so same. You know, I just I just love I just love kind of every single song, even some of the kind of sillier ones. Particularly once we get to the end of this album, "Live for Love," which for my my money is one of the silliest kind of endings to a Prince album. <laughs> I mean, it's it's such a kind of... But I don't want to get ahead of myself. You know, you have to wait until we get to that track. But yeah, I mean, Live for Love is just kind of... To me, it's kind of a little bit of a silly song. But, uh, you know, I, everything on this album I love. Um, you know, it's just it's just such a kind of great album. And, you know, I, I kind of got into it just... I got into Prince just at the right time because this is the point at which, you know, he had a small resurgence again. You know, he, he, he kind of, you know, he had a few very commercial hits off this. Um, you know, and then obviously you had the hits, the B sides after the after symbol came out. Um, you know, so you know if you're a Prince fan and you got into Prince like I did in like 1991, 91 through to 94, there was just so much Prince stuff out there. Um, and then you know a few years later, obviously there was a ridiculous amount of Prince stuff out yeah. there. <laughs> um, you know, so but you know the, the next kind of like four or five years was like a really good time to kind of be a Prince fan um, because he kind of went back to you know putting out. I mean, you know. 
not that not that you know love sexy and batman weren't kind of um and and graffiti bridge weren't like really good albums but they're all kind of very short and this is when prince for some reason decided that you know 13 14 15 16 songs 36 songs was how many should be on an album yeah. <laughs> rather than like eight or nine so you've really got a lot of prince songs for your money and and you know that's why i feel it was like a really good time to kind of um be into prince um at this particular time so uh, i feel like we've said as much as we possibly can about thunder um yeah. so let's go to plugs i am the co-host of the podcast movies of the meek you can check us out on literally every place that you can find a podcast, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, we're also on Twitter. And uh, yeah, check us out. Great stuff. You can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email us, not sure why you would, at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks once more for joining me to be my guest here, Max. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. And otherwise, Thunder. Thunder. <laughs>